Rex, I don't know if you remember this or not, but after I graduated from college, I actually went to Switzerland for three months and worked at a summer camp where I was a counselor for six to ten-year-old kids. And it was cool because, you know, on the weekends, uh, we'd get a chance to go and, and do some exploring. And do you know what the best thing about Switzerland is? You know, I don't know, but the flag is a big plus. Hey, it's the Distracted Driving Podcast. I'm Sean Genevieve. I'm Rex Williams. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted, as we often do, (laughs) just on our way to introducing an episode. This is the uh, fourth and final part of our conversation with my friend, Miriam Lays. I think actually at this point, Rex, we could consider her your friend as well. Yeah, I'm friends, we're friends, she's great. Yeah, I think I think we've reached that level. And you know what, after her revelation in episode or, or in the first part mm-hmm. of our conversation that she is not a fan of Christmas Vacation, she could use another another friend, friend. because <laughs> I think I said that we were done. She dropped off your friend list and she was added to mine. So that's quite all right. I'll take her. This episode starts with education and ends with the takedown of TikTok and the Chinese Communist oh, Party. Oh, yeah. Got to hear it. Got to hear it. We cover Instagram videos, social networking. There's some talk of uh, MySpace. Your space or MySpace? There's a dad joke right there. <laughs> That's not MySpace. So if you don't know what MySpace is, you can go uh, Google it on your second screen while you're listening to the last part of our conversation with Miriam Lays. It's the Distracted Driving Podcast. Enjoy. So what was the worst advice you ever received? Um, yeah, the worst advice, and I'm going to cringe at myself later when my kids dig this up in 30 years, but um, the worst advice I ever received was uh, go to college and get a degree, and the jobs will just be there waiting for you when you graduate. I mean, it was like, if you go to college, your whole life will just work out. You're going to be a bajillionaire everyone's going to want to hire you. And so that was the worst advice I ever received. Um, not that I disagree with going to college. I do think people should get an education. However, I don't think it holds the same weight that it used to 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. Um, I, th- I really do think today it's almost experience sometimes is more valued than an education. You know, back to Sean's point of the difference between somebody with a bachelor's and 10 years of experience or a bachelor or a a PhD, but fresh out of college, right? You're going to take the person with real world experience. Um, I I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's just the reality that we live in. And uh, yeah, (laughs) I think that's the point though, is that um, there there isn't a universal right or wrong. Um, Back in, in the early two thousands, uh, the Boeing company decided anybody within the industrial engineering skill set is going to go get uh, certified to be a, a continuous improvement uh, leader, a Kaizen workshop leader. And so 
there's 1,800 industrial engineers inside the Boeing company. What we ended up with was uh, about, well, we ended up with 1,800 people that were certified to be workshop leaders and about 500 that were actually qualified and capable and interested in doing that. So I think it's kind of the same thing with college. You know, there's, depending on your aspirations, uh, there are things that if you want to do them, if you want to be a doctor, you probably should go to college. Um, but there are other pathways that maybe don't require uh, that thing that you were told was the magical uh, gate yeah. way think, to greatness. I think part of it now is because so much education and knowledge are available for free online, right? Like you can learn anything on YouTube. Yeah. So, YouTube university. Right? So <laughs> colleges are really having a hard time. You know, they're competing with the knowledge that's available. Like, and, and, you know, they, they've got to step up the game and do things differently or else they're going to be irrelevant. So, okay. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. And, and Miriam, hopefully you, you've have a few more minutes. Uh, Miriam's phone is going to die. So one moment while I flip it upside down so I can charge it while we yes, talk. Yes, please. <laughs> flip us upside down. Do um, you need to while, do? while you're okay. plugging in, I'll, I'll ask my, my question or I'll, I'll propose my, my thought uh, uh, bubble. Um, I mean, so if they were competing, then you would expect that they would be trying to be more accessible, more affordable, um, more aligned with, uh, say the, the zeitgeist of, of the country. Um, and yet I don't find that to be true. Um, some of those things are probably more contentious than others, but I, I think one thing we can say with, with great certainty is that it's not less expensive. It's not more affordable. It's less affordable. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're keeping that status to try to just separate or use that as a differentiator we must be better because we're so expensive i i don't think so it's it's false but um i i think there's a there's a uh think about system archetypes and reinforcing loops i i think there's a self-perpetuating loop where you have um uh, particularly administrators, because I don't think a lot of the money that's going into the universities is going to uh, the the student facing education. Um, so, so you have this rising cost that then in turn causes the federal government, amongst others, to increase uh, lending, um, adjust policies uh regarding uh student loans make student loan they're making student loans more accessible instead of making the education more accessible and so then what happens oh now money is easier to get great so the universities go oh this is fantastic we're going to raise our prices we can make even more money and they hire more people and more people and more people do we need all those people what are they doing where's the money going yeah wasn't it it was the mit that put all their classes online or um, what university is that here? I think there are several, yeah, there are several universities that kind of got on board with that. It's a really popular, like, PR thing yeah. <laughs> during COVID, right. where a lot of them were making their classes. I think even Harvard had a couple of courses that you can just enroll in 
or they, they made accessible it's not even enroll um the, they just made virtual. it accessible yeah. online yeah. yeah and um and and i think that's a great thing i i'm i'm all for i mean i love the internet because it does it does give everybody power mm -hmm. it empowers people right anything you want to learn you can google and learn how to do um and they and and there are people out there that are really passionate about certain subjects like complex things right like we talk about like let's say physics which is dry and boring but there are people that are so passionate about it they take the time to create these youtube videos and break it down so simply and in such an engaging way yeah so i mean you get sucked into the 30 minute physics video and you know in school it was like oh my god kill me i i, I would pay anyone to get out of this yeah. but i i i think it's a really yeah i i'm i that's the one big benefit big benefit of technology advancing is just empowering people um regardless of income regardless of status regardless of where you know mom and dad went to school if you're an alum you know if they were alumni or whatever it's like no we all have access to this information and it's up to us to have the curiosity to seek well, yeah, it out and it's whoever can make the best product so if you can entertain kids and teach yeah. them at the same time right then you're golden and so you know the old stuffy professors gotta learn how to do a little bit of entertaining keep up and, and I, <laughs> yeah. I do think rex going back Professor to Sean. What, what you said a little bit ago <laughs> Uh, I know this is like, uh, I guess I'm, I got to be careful that I, I don't uh, shoot myself in the foot. Um, <laughs> Sean's volunteered to retire. But, but, but you know, I, I, I'll be honest, you know, I, I joined, I joined academia uh, somewhat reluctantly. Um, I, I don't, I, I do it because I, I do appreciate education and, and I like to teach. I like to convey knowledge. I started a podcast, several of them, actually, for the sole <laughs> yeah. purpose of conveying knowledge. Uh, well, no, not the sole successful, purpose. But... Not the sole purpose. We like to entertain, too. Um, he, he was in it for the ad money from uh, Sean Genevieve's. <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my daughter, side note, my, my daughter, actually, we were talking about... Um, how she could help. And I said, well, you know, if you do this, this, and this, I'll get you a new computer so that you can do the editing for me. And, oh, and then yeah. we started talking about percentages and I said, well, I'll give you 10% of the podcast revenue. And she goes, great. How much, she didn't ask how much do you was. make from the podcast? And so I wrote down like, you know, all the months of the year that we've been doing the podcast. And then I started slowly going, well, we didn't do anything in this one because it was new and this, you know, the holidays. And then it was 4th of July. So it was zero and zero. And so we ended up with seven yeah. months of zeros. You had a good and I reason said, okay, though each time. <laughs> calculate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I stretched it out. I said, well, calculate 10% of that. <laughs> I hope you included all the sunk costs for the microphone and the app and the recording. Yeah. She, yeah, the, she was she was far less far less excited about it. Um, but we still might get ourselves a producer, uh, Rex. Awesome. Let's see, I, I'm I'm going to get her on the on the hook. Anyway, now I've completely yeah, forgotten what I've talked uh, started talking about. It was something mm. about education and uh, the reason you got into teaching because you like teaching, right? Um, you got to be careful because you're teaching. You were reluctant. I know, but but that's not why I started talking about that. Shoot, what was I saying? Well, we it must back? have not been very important. Can, can we go oh, back and check? The now tape? I remember. I'm radioactive. 
<laughs> Sean's all about democratizing that's, that's information. It's that's, poisonous. Uh, that's my favorite line from some movie. I think it's I think it's Stephen Wright joke. Um, <laughs> As a response. I, I, to... I, I think I was talking about... Um, I was talking about education. Jeez, I don't know. I'm... It's all right. If you think of it, you can just chime back yeah. in. Yeah. Let's have Miriam say something. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Are we I... supposed to ask interesting questions? What... We have been asking interesting questions. Oh, okay, okay. Where my we're having not an interesting, interesting conversation. I, I don't think I'm interested. Yes, we're having a conversation. I, um, yeah. No, I. the only thing I wanted to share publicly with all two of your <laughs> listeners soon to be three when my husband gets a hold of this oh, link yes. um Got another one now the one thing i and sean and i have talked about this a lot and kind of going back to like t influencing people and teams and all that was some of my favorite like my favorite takeaway uh from business school was learning about psychological safety oh. um and Sean, I don't know if you've ever talked about this on your podcast, but I know you and I have talked about it a lot. Uh, have you, Rex, you know what, I'm, what we're talking safety? about? Yeah, it's come up. Uh-huh. For sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of my favorite things is just kind of establishing that within your teams. Um, and we, you know, we there are a lot of jokes made about safe spaces and snowflakes and this and that. And that's not what we're talking about, right? It's just. It's more about getting people to bring them their best selves to a conversation yeah. and to work and feeling feeling like they're heard, not because everybody needs to be equally heard. I mean, they should be, but we really want people to be comfortable and not defensive. I just think when you go into a conversation and you're already on the defense, that's so counterproductive yeah. for organizations, right? And we're never going to get to the root cause of the problem. We're never going to get to the best idea if we're all pointing fingers at each other and trying to, you know, cover our own asses. And um, yeah. so I think it's important that leaders establish an environment where people are not afraid to share ideas. And I had a couple of rules in Sean's class that I really liked. <laughs> um, I think the students really liked them too, where I said, you know, if you're going to raise your hand to contribute something, it can't be a new thing. I mean, it can be a new thought, but it shouldn't just be a new thought that's not related to what the last person is talking about. It should be yes oh. and. So we should be building upon what the last person just said. Um, take Even if you think their idea is the crappiest thing in the world, find the good in it and build on that oh. in whatever, whatever it is you're about to say. Um, and that it just sort of encourages active listening, which is really hard to do. I, I find myself struggling with For that. Sure. So... Um, you know, our minds are firing yeah, like a yeah, thousand, thousand ideas at a time and you hear something and you can't help but react to it and you want to get your idea out there. But I think if we all try to be a little bit uh, more mindful of that in our interactions and just think, okay, I'm going to listen to what this person says and I'm going to build off of it. Yes. I, I just think it creates for a more engaging discussion. That's what we need to do. Sometimes we just go down a tangent Here. and then we forget what we were talking about in the beginning. Yeah, who does that? Wow, I remembered that is by so the way, great. which we'll come back to in a second. Miriam, that that is so key because, yeah, everybody's got great ideas, but also everybody has not so great ideas, right? So you kind of have to be able to like, you know, share your idea and then, you know, have people like say, 
we're not going to go that direction or whatever and and be okay with that you know at sometimes and then you know ha having this exchange where you're heard and listened to um and you learn things and um you know, safe space, I, you know. I, I really, I, well, not a safe space, a space of psychological <laughs> safety, um, okay. yeah, which, so. which is different. It, it, it is different. Um, it is different. Especially okay, when, you, when you add in the layer of, of like, you know, pop culture references and, and the, you look at it through that lens. But um, I, I did like the rules. That was one of, I think you had three. Um, I, I don't know that I'm going to use the exact three, but I definitely like the concept and I think I'm going to apply variations of them in the classes mm -hmm. next semester because as you discovered, I have a lot of international students and, and what I realized my learning, uh, this semester was the, just the differences in culture and cultural norms, um, particularly within an educational, uh, setting, um, I noticed there was a lot of times when a student would be giving an answer or talking or saying something, and then somebody else just starts talking. <laughs> it's like, wait, they, they weren't done. I hold on like, right. But it's, it's just, uh, but that I, the, was a cultural norm that was okay. With yeah. Them. Part of their yeah. culture. Yeah. And, and it was something that, you know, that's just one silly little example, but I mean, there are things that we assume that, that people are just going to, here's the baseline. Um, but some of those things are, are specific to life in the United States. And when you get people who come here from outside of the United States, um, there's a little bit of a, a disconnect. It's part of the educational process. They don't get all your jokes and references. to That's a fact. Obscure movies. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> They, some of the more obscure ones they have gotten and oh, yeah. some of the ones I would think are mainstream go over their heads. <laughs> um, before I forget again, though, so Rex, you were talking about schools being competitive and I was, I was finishing oh, yeah. that thought. That's what I forgot. Okay. Let's um, go back. Go on. What back. I started, yeah, rewind. <laughs> what, what I was trying to, to, to get to is that, you know, the school's better start um figuring out how to be competitive because because what you said is so true you know you, the engagement like getting the attention you, you mentioned the guy who does the physics videos um that's the model that's going to be the future and right now there might be a cultural norm that says oh we go to college um there might be subsidies that's that make it more affordable or at least make it appear that way but that well, can't it's last more forever. Authority. I think the the thing that has like, oh, you just saw it on YouTube or Wikipedia, and they don't know what they're talking about. I'm the professor. I've studied this all my life, so I know the right answer. Well, right? and so and the consumers of our degreed individuals, i.e., the companies and the employers, as soon as they start going, you know what? Wait a minute the value of the person, the value this person brings to me that came out of this four-year university versus the value of this person that went to YouTube university, if they come to a realization that this person is just as, if not more valuable than the other, then the universities are in big, big trouble. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting angle. I never thought of that. Like the, who's the real customer? Yeah. Yeah. 
So what Sean's saying is that all lectures should be delivered in a TikTok video <laughs> That's format. Right. No, tick, TikTok <laughs> is China. Gen They're going to steal your data. TikTok, TikTok. Read, read the terms of use. Don't use TikTok. He wants a 15-second video on IE principles. John, that that's what you should that's what you should do. TikTok videos. I'm doing no, on, I'm doing uh... Instagram videos. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on. As, that's for as old a, people. Yeah. That's as an I guess assignment I get a, for your students. I, I get a burner phone. Post TikTok TikTok <laughs> yeah. videos from my burner phone. <laughs> I'm not even on TikTok. That's how I know it's for the youngins. <laughs> 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 I'm like that's that's too much. Are you like me. Snapchat generation or what? <laughs> no, I mean I'm maybe I'm supposed to be, but I I don't know. I've... She's she was in that gap year, like between MySpace, but before Facebook and after Hot or Not. It's it's really a weird. Actually, that's yeah yes. Are you serious? <laughs> that is exactly where I land. <laughs> I had to like wait to age into Facebook, but I didn't have to be in college for Facebook. So like, and you know, MySpace was a thing, but my parents were like, no, you're too young to have a MySpace page. So, um, yeah, I'm in that weird gap. That's funny. But yeah, I mean, people now are all over TikTok and they're like, oh, Snapchat, old news. Yeah. Oh yeah. Facebook, that's for boomers. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, good thing I deleted no, mine five no, years Facebook, ago. It's not boomers. It's uh, it's Gen Xers. I find it's coming uh, back uh, around, like Facebook pages. It's, it's a lot interesting. of a lot of people that are, let's just say, in the age range near the hosts of the show <laughs> cling to the Facebook or oh, Instagram. Okay. I think Facebook, Instagram. But yeah, no, each I mean, one of my I, daughters, I I, they're yeah. two two years apart, and they're different generations of uh, apps. Like one's right. Yeah, you guys made uh, you guys were making apps uncool. So what you need to do is hit up TikTok, and then everyone will get off of TikTok. Okay, because oh. then the old people you know, are right. on it. Yeah, definitely. There's it... old people on there. <laughs> okay, oh, I'm so... on it. <laughs> I'm on TikTok. So normally I'd be offended that you called me old, but I, I'm going to go ahead and prioritize the the swipe at taking down uh, the Chinese conglomerate. So, all right, yeah. good. <laughs> well, tell all your friends. <laughs> I think Rex. Do you think we have enough? You think we have enough for an episode? <laughs> you bet. You bet. Good. Good conversation. Really great. I, I suspect it'll be uh, several, uh, and we could keep talking. But I, I want to respect uh, Miriam's time. She she is oh. you know talking and sitting for two right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't sit still. We got something inside you like that. So appreciate you being here. Hey, call me when I'm on maternity leave. I'll have all you know what? Yeah. Actually, that would, that would that would be great. Right that would Let's be great. Yeah, episode. well. We'll we'll do talk. You should wait to release this episode. Honestly, it'll probably be about then. But but you want to talk about no status quo? (laughs) Yes, let's talk to a new mother. Yeah, a new first time mother. A new first time mother trying to navigate the business world with no maternity leave. Oh really? That's so. Yeah, I don't. um, what kind of anti woke well, so organization mistake. are you working for? <laughs> yeah, it's aerospace. No, no. So it's because um, it's because I haven't been with my company for a year. Oh. So a lot of those benefits right. are 
it's not that I haven't been employed for a year. I haven't been employed with them for a year. Um, So a lot of people don't know that, you know, like FMLA does not kick in until your one year mark. Um, A lot of your company benefits where they supplement disability leave, that won't kick in until your your one year Mm. mark. So I'm not actually guaranteed any leave, but my company has been, you know, kind enough to work with me. Um, But there are, you know, a lot of like internal pressures that we can talk about at a later time of being a female businesswoman trying to do it all yeah. <laughs> as cliche as that sounds <laughs> yeah well shoot good luck to you uh you're thank you you're, it sounds like you're you'll be great you'll be awesome at both uh, jobs yeah you're and, not now but you will be don't worry you'll yeah get there. yeah the, yeah. the mother <laughs> you'll get job there is Super I'm going to take Rex's career path so that I get Ooh, to. Yeah, just do whatever you want. That's what I do. <laughs> just, just go out and be, be that guy dancing by himself and get some followers <laughs> and then put up some flyers and you'll yeah. have a movement and you'll be a thing and a leader and it'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. That guy sounds cool. So. Marian, thank you guys for having me. I do appreciate thank it. Thank you for your time and uh, wisdom and knowledge and uh, and for not making fun of me too much. <laughs> <laughs> Saving it for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.